at the time I was working at Waitrose, I was in uni, it wasn't like in uni, I was just thinking I just need to just find something else. Nine, ten years old and you're making like £300 yeah. in a day off selling Paracord bracelets. Yeah, 21, I've been doing Amazon for two years, our businesses for three years. We're back today with another lovely episode for you all. Today we've got Jake over here and I'll quickly give you a bit of background on Jake. Jake, you run your own Amazon business, don't you? Yeah. And um, I think we'll start this off, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how old are you, you know, where are you from, what do you do? Yeah, of course. So 21, I've uh, been doing Amazon for nearly two years now, had businesses for three years, um, live in the West Midlands, probably tell from the accent <laughs> and uh, yeah. Really. nice nice so i think we'll quickly i think what we'll do with this one is we'll start it all chronologically and you know me and will obviously we obviously love business and stuff like that so i think one of the best ways to get into this is you know tell us about how did you get into business and when you was younger was you was you looking to get into business and stuff like that like when you was a bit of when you was like a younger lad was you all was yeah. you thinking about it so i've always been like entrepreneurial in a way i remember i always tell this story to everyone who asks the same yeah. question um when i was younger it was like nine ten or something used to go on family holidays to Cornwall. Yeah. and um you ever seen like paracord bracelets i don't think i have they're but like they're like bracelets and yeah. they're made of paracord so the shoot the um the ropes that they use on mm -hmm. parachutes are like yeah. really thin but ridiculously yeah. strong and um i watched like a youtube video of how to like wrap them and you can make like a full-on bracelet so it just wow. goes around your wrist but if you ever needed it like yeah. survival or whatever mm. i used to be obsessed with survival you That's cut cash. it and it goes to like three meters long Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to when when I went on holiday, I used to love like survival outdoor shit. I was a weirdo, um, and um, yeah, I used to buy like a hundred meters of this rope when I was on holiday. When mm. I went in the shop, and I'd come back and make the bracelets, like put the lighter on it, like um, so it like fuses at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd sit on the doorstep of like the hotel Airbnb or whatever it was, yeah. the hotel Airbnb, just on in like a side street, and I'd sell them for like a tenner. Tenor, tenor, when I was like nine, ten, and I remember one day it was like a Saturday, and there was like a fair on in the town, and I did like three hundred quid in a day from it. Oh my god! Yeah, my That's parents were like insane. blown away. They were like, "We need, we want to go on a walk." Like we've been sitting in the house all day. I was like, "I'm not moving, <laughs> mate. I'm not moving to." Would be free to buy. I would just get them, cut them myself, and then. Yeah, I used to all different colors. You could get glow in the dark ones. Everything you just buy like a reel of rope, like oh, okay. hundred meters wow. away. How much did it cost you for like say like a hundred? It would have been like fifty p per bracelet like so oh that's just and i'd sell him for like i can't remember it would have been like eight nine pound obviously little old me like yeah that sort of thing and then everyone just banging them banging that's insane them. but that much money so like you're ten, nine, ten years old and you're making like 300 pound yeah. in a day off selling paracord bracelets yeah. that's absolutely crazy i think that's gotta be one of the maddest like that's little stories that, that like, i've um, ever heard for like someone younger the first one I always say, I remember my mom got like, I gave her like all the, cause it was all coins. My mom yeah. works in a bank and she'd come back and she got them changed in like 50 pound notes. And I was like, I've never seen 50 pound <laughs> I'm notes rich. before. I was like, oh my God, I'm rich. That's insane. everyone the story when I was younger. Wild. So I'm guessing that probably stuck with you for like a long time, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I found is like the first ever little bit of money I've made myself off business, you get like a little hook from it and yeah. you know, and, and it, it mm -hmm. sticks with you. And to this day, you know, if anybody ever asked me and stuff like that, like I can all always just instantly remember like the it's first like a, uh, thing it's like a key just turned in your head yeah. isn't it and then you just like 
it's yeah obviously the money's great but just like the process doing yeah. like i yeah, love yeah. sitting there and just doing these braces it should take you like 10 minutes for yeah a brace, yeah, but yeah. Like it's I all just, your own back as well yeah yeah yeah. Do, were your parents like entrepreneurial or no not at all not really? at all mom Crazy. works in my mom works in a bank and my dad's self-employed so mad yeah. what, what made not, you think say i'm gonna go and sell these initial bracelets i actually wish i could tell you i don't know it's probably from just watching like camping videos and stuff yeah. like that on youtube and i must have come across them and been like i could sell these i guess maybe i've just been born, mm. born before, yeah, yeah. Know, that's like, insane i've just built it up and you know just it's interesting i just love business and, and if and i feel like with that that probably give you the one thing i found is you know when you make your first business and stuff like that and it actually gets a little bit of a little bit of success yeah. no matter how like big or small it is you know you kind of prove to yourself like at that point you're 10 years old and you prove to yourself that you can make like 300 pound in a day yeah. you know if you think what you know and just the thought of actually at 10 doing that, you know, you can basically do anything at that yeah. point. Like if you can do that when you're 10 years old, what are you going to be able to do when you're 30 years exactly, old and thing. stuff like that? But that's insane. So following on from there, what was like, the next step in like your entrepreneurial, your business career like after um, that? Well, I can't remember doing any anything else notable like that. I used to, uh, another thing actually that I can think of, I used to go and pick... Um, like berries. This was yeah. when I was a little bit older. I'd pick yeah. berries like um, raspberries just from like a country lane. Like they're probably dirty yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. But, um, and I'd fill like punnets and punnets and punnets of them. I'd get my dad and mom to take me, fill them up. And then I'd sit on the top of my driveway, put like a little table out and I'd sit there. <laughs> I think this was like my like USP. I was yeah. a young kid. Yeah, People yeah 100%. Were like, oh, little lad. Everyone's really buying into you just because e- exactly you're a young lad. Yeah. That, exactly that. But it was quite a busy road. And I, I had, I must have had like fifteen punnets or whatever. I send them for like three quid or something. It wasn't as profitable as the bracelets, but um, yeah. sold out within an hour. Like cars just kept stopping because they'd <laughs> see me insane. sitting there and think, "What's that like little kid just sitting there at the top of the oh, driveway?" That's mad. And then did that. Um, but like moving on from there, I suppose. Did you do the I whole was, like um, reselling chocolate in school? No, never, no. never did that. Nah, never. That was like did a typical that. like example. Yeah, I feel like that's how everyone got started. It was quite strict at my school to be fair. And I had a mate who did it, and then kind of got burnt out pretty quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. quickly with it. Um, but then just ended up trying really hard in school. Um, didn't really do anything in- entrepreneurial until I, um, until sort of, well, it would have been towards the end of my first year in uni. Turned into, well, not a bit of a nerd, yeah. but like m- much more academic when I was in college yeah. school. And then- the Did you do well in school? first year of uni. Did I what? Sorry. Do well in school? Yeah, I did good. Do Chessies, did really, really well. Um, mostly just A stars and A's. Um, mm-hmm. And then A levels is where things changed. I got a, um, I got predicted A, B, B at my college and then blasted out an email to all the teachers for each A level. I was like, yeah, I think this is like really unfair grading and all of this. And they were like, yeah, no worries. Within 24 hours, I went from ABB to A star AI. <laughs> oh my God. Sent off wow. an application to Birmingham Uni, got yeah. an unconditional. So I could have come out with anything and still got in. Yeah, and right. at that point in my head, I was like, well, when I get a job, they're going to look at my degree, not mm-hmm. my A level. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's just chill now then. So yeah, come exactly. out with like terrible A level grades, but I was like laughing at everyone's face. Doesn't make a difference now, does yeah. it? went straight to uni without any issues um and yeah work while i was in uni worked in waitrose for a good two three years that's how i bought my first car and stuff like that just used to be addicted to just working and just yeah. bringing money in even though i didn't really need it i wasn't spending anything had no outgoings um student loan obviously like paid for my yeah. accommodation in uni um and then towards the end of my first year in uni it was just like 
COVID and stuff like that was starting to come around. Um, I, I don't know. I, well, I don't know if you, you boys go to uni or not. So Will did. Yeah, I didn't. I went to uni for yeah, like. Well, I was, did the full full course actually. Especially yeah. at Birmingham, all the lecturers started striking. So I did geography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it was already like eight hours a week. That was it. So I had so much free time living away from home. Yeah, you did. Um, and I just had like a limitless free time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um and. You might want to cut that bit. I don't know what was going to say. <laughs> I was uh, chatting about uni and then. Yeah, this is about geography and, you know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was at uni doing geography, uni of Birmingham. It was eight hours a week. So yeah. I had just loads of free time. And um, from there, I just started getting bored of it. Um, a lot of the lecturers and that started striking. I mm-hmm. don't know what was going on with it. It was all to do with like their pensions and pay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. find that like at uni, everyone always has like unbelievable amounts of free time. Yeah, like yeah, when, you, yeah. when you break it down, you could probably do the entire week's worth of work in less oh, than a day. A hundred percent. Well, I did. I literally yeah, exactly. did. When when they were striking, they went on strike in total for like two, three months of the year. And when you're at uni, obviously it's like- You're in the majority. full 12 months, are you? Yeah, you're, so. you're never in the full 12 months. So like the first year, I literally ended up doing nothing. I got, yeah. got nowhere. I wasn't really interested in geography. Loved it at A-level, but it mm-hmm. went so deep at uni about like, you know, how do you think about a mountain and stuff like mm. that? I just wasn't yeah, yeah. interested in it. Um, and then- I started to see things about Amazon, started doing sort of research, things like that online, YouTube, had a couple of different courses. Um, so and then, what was it that actually got you into thinking, I'm going to go and look at Amazon as rather than all the I other suppose things you could have done? at the time I was working at Waitrose, I was in uni, it wasn't like in uni, I was just thinking I just need to just find something else. I didn't want yeah. to go into a job, I've always never really wanted a nine to five. The only reason I went to uni was to uh, get a degree as like a backup. Yeah. And yeah. Then if anything happened, I could just go into, you know, yeah, so, yeah. 30 grand a year. And what job. was your plans? Because this is what I always find is people who are going to uni, it seems that a lot of them don't necessarily have the career paths like yeah. um, like sorted out. And, you know, and that's what it comes back to, you know, in uni, that's the perfect time to like figure out, you know, what you actually want to do and find, you know, what makes you happy and, you know, what actually you like doing. And especially when you've got so much free time, you can, like you said, you can go and research all these exactly, things and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So when you was in uni, was you thinking like, oh, well, obviously this like geography degrees are going to be a backup was you thinking like oh i'm going to do something like on my own what what was your actual general thinking at that point was you just was was you actively searching for like something to do uh no i was exactly the same as what you said and exactly the same as a lot of people were at uni um knew i never actually wanted to do anything yeah. with geography but at the time when i was you know finishing college for i could go into a job or whatever could go mm-hmm. in an apprenticeship there's nothing ever that like jumps out that I want to do. Yeah. Like my mates want to, one wants to be a doctor, one wants to be a vet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people know exactly what they want to do. It's like they yeah. do a job and they'll work for it and get there. Like congratulations mm-hmm. and whatever, but just nothing has ever stuck out to me. Yeah. I've always been entrepreneurial. I knew I'd, well, I didn't know, but I was just hoping that something I would just fall into yeah. something in a way and just from there, just build and build and build and work and, you know, go into different yeah. businesses and X, and, Y, Z. And I feel like that was a very similar thing for us. Well, especially for me, I, I kind of, I, I was, I was entrepreneurial, but I, and I had this idea and I would tell people, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to run my own business and stuff like this. And that's what I wanted to do. But at the end of the day, when my mum and dad had asked me, I'd be like, I don't know what I wanted to do. I was thinking about like going into marketing for a time. And, but I just genuinely had no idea. And, and I feel like there'll be so many people out there who feel like they're entrepreneurial, who feel like they, they're going to want to do this business. And that is what they want to do, but they don't know 
you know, what to do. And we had this conversation before with business and stuff like that. It kind of just drops on you. Yeah. Like it's like a penny drop moment. Yeah. And you know, best you, businesses are the ones that just hundred percent fall onto you. Hundred yeah. like percent. It feels natural as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. kind of naturally fall into it. And I feel like for people out there, they're probably stressing thinking, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to like self-employed. I want to do my own business, stuff like that. But they're thinking, what can I do? And they have no idea what they can do. But yeah. from my advice for them, people would be just like, keep going, keep just, you know, scouting it out, researching new things until you find something and you know eventually that penny will drop and you will find you know your first success whether it be big or small you know and that's just a stepping stone to like getting there and stuff like that i I think that's the key to it as well as like networking and stuff like that Mm -hmm. speak to as many people as you possibly can because someone will come to you with xyz Mm -hmm. idea that you've never thought of that you probably can add something to yeah together keep researching see what like the trends are and things like that obviously when i started amazon and still now it's a very popular thing it's a very pop well side hustle for a lot of people full-time job for others uh it's like nfts and stuff like that which you guys have been in um, yeah obviously like when it comes around you can build a business around it you can get involved in them so Mm -hmm. it's just like keeping with the trends and things like that it's, it doesn't even have to be a trend but just you know yeah keeping your eyes open i guess literally yeah so when when you was in uni and stuff like that and you was obviously researching in amazon what was it like at the start was it like a penny drop moment or was you just slowly like looking into it would you like it was was it like a moment where you thought like mm, you know this is actually really quite interesting and i'm going to pursue more research into this how did that kind of unfold for you um so when I first started, it was very bumpy. The first few months were very, very bumpy because I'd done a few different courses, gone over YouTube and things like that, um, and never really... Did you think that oh, Amazon, this is the one, I'm going to just hammer it? No, no. not at all. Just no, like not, not, not at the start. Not at the start. Yeah. I'll get on to when I had that like mm-hmm. okay. key clicked in my uh, brain. But um, at the start, no, it wasn't working. I hadn't had like the full... I didn't feel like I knew everything about it. And it's so hard to find. If you look on YouTube, a lot of it's about American Amazon and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just doing product research and stuff like that, looking around, but not really looking in the right way because I didn't know how to. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that. I was putting the work in because at the time I just wanted to be out of uni. Just trying to piece and, everything together. Yeah. And then I just dropped out of uni and just kept working at it. I remember one night my mom came into my room at like, I don't know, it was like 9, 10 p.m. or whatever. So you dropped out before it even started taking yeah, off? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I, I had money from Waitrose and things like that. Okay. And I had, I had another business before, like a, a bit of an education business, didn't really do anything. Um, but yeah, my mom came into my room, it was like 9 p.m. or whatever. Um, the other business had sort of trailed off. It wasn't really um, profitable or anything like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum came into my room like 9 p.m. And I was like, yeah, at night, whatever. I was just working on my computer. Um, and then literally work, 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 work all night long. She comes back in at 8 a.m. I'm literally still <laughs> in the same spot. She's like, have you not slept? I'm like, oh my God, no. Literally, like, no, I didn't even <laughs> realize the time. I was just wow. like, but I got nothing out of it. Yeah. Didn't even find any products or anything like that. Yeah, I went through and did the right processes and things like that that I thought I knew but it it took a hell of a lot more work and even then when I found products that I thought worked and I thought made money they didn't and there was like private label issues IP issues things like that which we can obviously talk about but Mm. yeah it's it's very unless you know exactly what to do it's very hard yeah Yeah. and when you were starting you know because like you said it comes back to this point about like when you're searching it's very hard to find stuff on the internet and you yeah. know, and we've always had a look around and stuff like that and you know and you find that most of the stuff out there is actually just on like online arbitrage retail arbitrage mm-hmm. and I think what would be good is if we touch on you know what's the difference between online arbitrage retail yeah. arbitrage and what you do yeah so for everyone listening um, there's obviously like 
different business models with Amazon. Yeah. Um, there's online and retail arbitrage, which I didn't even know existed when yep. I first started. I just said like Amazon wholesale all over yeah. YouTube and things like this. I was like, I'll look into that. Um, so online and retail arbitrage. Um, it's basically buying products from like Tesco, Sainsbury's, things like that, big retailers who have things on clearance. Mm-hmm. So they could have a hairdryer, you know, uh, across the country, they've got 2,000 of them spread out between all the stores. Um, but it's like a deleted line. They're not getting any yep. more in. So usually they'll sell them for, you know, cheaper than their cost price. Like yep. they're making a loss on them. So they are ridiculously cheap. Mm. Um, and therefore, obviously, you can still sell them on Amazon because Amazon aren't going to reduce their price yeah. because people are still buying them. Um, and you, you can make good money out of that. But if it's um, in-store, like retail arbitrage, you obviously, if you want to get this hairdryer from Tesco, you've got to go this Tesco, that Tesco. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. of them won't have them. Some mm-hmm. will just have one. You'll drive all the way there, get one. The profit margins are higher than wholesale. Like yeah. You might get, you know, a hairdryer that makes £10 or something, but like you probably spent 10 quid yeah. to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can make money on it. And it is, I think it is a real, real good incubator. It's definitely a real good thing to start yeah. with to um, sort of build up your basic skills. Especially when you're going, like you say you're going shopping anyway, you can just have a quick look yeah. you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, when exactly. you can start yeah, that kind exactly. of side yeah. I see a lot of people now doing it as a sort of side hustle, like they'll just have a look when they're going shopping exactly. and things like that. And obviously you can find out about what's available and stuff and uh, you can still make money of it, especially if you don't have much time as well. You can easily yeah. do that in an hour a day. Looking online, because obviously whatever's, you know, clearance in-store, Tesco, things like that, you can also get online. Um, but it's it's just not very scalable. You you've only got so much time to look around. You've only got so many stores you can go to mm-hmm. before it becomes unprofitable. Um, and a lot of them are limited as well. There's yeah. there's only going to be three available that can deliver to you. Yeah. Sainsbury's X Y Z. It doesn't have to be supermarkets. It can be any sort of big retailers and things like that. But it tends to be um, places where you know anyone in the general public yeah. can access. Um, wholesale is very different it's a hell of a lot more scalable so the the whole word wholesale basically means you know well it's like say you buy a um pack of walkers crisps yep. what like 80p something like that but you could get a pack of 24 for like yep. a fiver mm-hmm. so because you're buying more your cost per unit is a lot lower right. um and it's the whole same thing with wholesale so same some of the products that i buy i will buy like four thousand of them in a month yeah. um so obviously you can get your cost per unit down a hell of a lot sell it on amazon yeah there's amazon fees and things like that on there too but like if you're buying four thousand of them you're getting a lot off Mm -hmm. and because you're trade purchases as well you're purchasing for a business uh, you're reselling obviously these brands and things like that want their products to be seen in stores and things like that Um, that's how you can get a lot cheaper it also means that obviously I can go out, do my own product research, find this product. You know, I may ha- it may be a company in, I don't know, France, something like that. Um, it's it's not as accessible to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So say there, I say hairdryer, but say there's a hairdryer that's on clearance at Tesco. Every man and his dog is probably going to yeah. start selling that and the price is going to go bang, mm-hmm. bang, 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 bang. Because people put their money in there, want their money out as soon as possible. Yeah. Whereas wholesale... Yeah, you can have, well, we call it bricking, don't we, where prices reduce on really popular products or, you know, uh, a product that's just come out. Um, there is a lot less bricking, a lot less competition. Yeah, I, Some of the products that I've had, I've sold for over 12 months now. Um, wow. Obviously, the price can go a little yeah. bit choppy at times, but like you're still making money on flat, them. Yeah, yeah and, and those are the sort of products that take a lot more work to find where to buy them from. Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest part. 
anyone can go onto Amazon and find a product. It's then finding it at the price yeah. where you can sell it and it's still profitable. Well, I guess and if they've got that kind of demand, then they've got guaranteed like buyers, haven't they? As yeah. a supplier, exactly, so exactly. So they don't yeah, really need so to find more. a lot of brands. Um, they well, first of all, you'd have to go through like a trade account. So you know, if if you don't have a business or you don't supply to X Y Z, they they would just not even yeah. answer your email. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different ways that you have to go about it to purchase. A lot of people hate you selling on Amazon as well because they knew know that you'll reduce the price. Whereas <laughs> yeah. if you owned a shop, you know you're just going to sell it at the RR. Yeah. Um, so people hate that because it brings the value of their product down. People are going to stop going to the brand's website. They're going to go yeah. to amazon instead um so yeah that's the thing with wholesale it's a lot more scalable uh, a lot more of a predictable income which yeah. was obviously what i was looking for at the time i just wanted to know that i was getting xyz a month so i can be stable and yeah. you know work and build up from there obviously reinvest um but yeah it's just the, just the scalability of it and yeah. um, just re- it's, it's a whole business as well you obviously run yeah. your own business limited company you're doing emails accountancy talking to your accountant xyz importing exporting that's what's interesting about it from my my perspective is like when you compare this to reselling or something like that you know the actual fundamentals are totally different like like you said with wholesale it it seems you know it's very stable and you know like it said because the barriers to entry are much greater like you said you've got to actually be able to buy these products you know like you said anyone can go out there they can just go scroll on amazon find a product but it's where you're going to buy that from obviously the retailers only they might only sell like ten thousand minimum like the minimum model is ten thousand so you obviously need more money there's so many factors in there and i feel like for people who are watching who are into reselling you will understand this like this kind of like supply and demand thing where you know if like if tons of a product release and every man and his dog buys it Mm -hmm. you know that affects the price exactly Mm -hmm. but with the with an increased barrier to entry you know there's less people on there less competition less people buying more stable and like, if it, I imagine if a product's selling for like 500 times a month or a thousand times a month, you know, the chances are it's not just going to fall off overnight. No. It might do, if it's like a seasonal thing, but like, you know, it's just going to stay steady on it or yeah. if it's just going to go on a steady decline otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all things like that is it, comparing this to like, reselling stuff this is such a more like legitimate business it's much more structured like you said and all in things and that's why it's so infatuating and i imagine there's a lot of people out there watching this who are very interested in taking it this next step actually like going from like you know instead of it being like a side hustle more of it being like a full-time business and i feel like that's that's a massive avenue for people to you know engage in and, and explore definitely yeah just to um go on a few of the points that you made there like you say barrier to entry yeah, there is more of a barrier to entry. You, you need to be self-employed or limited company X, Y, Z. Obviously, you need money to put in as well. You need probably mm-hmm. more money than reselling. But a lot of it is just the work. A lot of people don't want to put the work in yeah. to build it up to what it has to be. Well, not what it has to be. Um, but the other thing is like scalability. Obviously, I know people, some of my mates who you know sell on Amazon and they'll do two hours work a night after they get home from yeah. work and they'll make X, Y, Z amount and they don't want to scale it anymore. Yeah. You can scale it to whatever level you like if you're going to keep growing it and growing it and growing it and eventually get employees, get your friends in to pack your products and things like that. Then th- there's nothing stopping you. You've just got to put the work mm-hmm. in. And, uh, and build it up but it, it is true like you said you really are owning and running your own business it's yeah. not just finding a product and selling it there's so much more to it than that now, yeah. nowadays my time is hardly that much sourcing the, the rest of it is just generally running the business opening trade accounts speaking to suppliers yeah speaking to the accountant you know there, there's so many different yeah. things as you know running you know your businesses it's 
hundred percent. It quickly mm-hmm. just kind of stacks up yeah. before you know it, it's and and I feel like people are. This is like a lot of people out there. I imagine you know are willing to you know. This is the problem with reselling. There's only like so far it can go. You know you can make like a thousand, two thousand pound like profit per month, but surpassing that, yeah. there's some fundamental barriers in place that are extremely hard to break, yeah. if not impossible to break. You know the, just the actual fundamentals of the way it works is so hard. But with this, like you said, you know you've got this option to you know kind of do it on the side a couple hours a night you know run you know do a little bit get a little unit in place you know yeah. and just start shifting some products and make some nice profits on the side but then there's also this avenue to really take it down to the next level yeah. you know to take it to a seven figure revenue you know take it even past that and stuff like that obviously you know that's for only the people who are really going to be committed and stuff like that yeah, as with anything it's just a lot of hard work so I've got another question for you as well. So let's say, you know, you wanted to set up your own Amazon business, um, doing wholesale and stuff like that. How much time do you think is involved between like knowing nothing, like literally your first day on the job before, you know, you might have made your first sale? How many hours were do you think that is? I'm not going to lie. It's not like a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, it depends how you're going to learn it. If you, you know, take a course or look on YouTube, there's various different avenues. Yeah. Um, some ways will, you know, push you to where you need to be because you're going to have every single question answered mm-hmm. for you and you're going to know every single thing yep. that you need to know and the step-by-step guide of how to get to making yeah. your first sale. Um, Hours-wise, I don't really know. Um, to set everything up, go out and find a product. If you really hammered it and you knew everything from the start, couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's I see it as a much more of a long game. Like my Amazon business is really like my savings account. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I don't have a pension. I don't know about you boys, but like it's just you're reinvesting everything and growing it and growing yeah. it and growing it as time goes yeah. on. Very interesting. And I feel like, you know, with with that sort of thing, you know, even though it is a bit of a slower starter, yeah, like you definitely. said, the, the, you know, the, the, like the fruit at the end is oh, very yeah. fruitful. It's just a matter of like setting up and stuff like that. And I imagine a lot of the initial work is stuff that, you know, once you've done it once, you kind of like out the way, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. If you was to like, obviously like teach someone how to do it, you know, I imagine you could probably get them set up there within like few weeks yeah, and stuff like less that. Than that. To, to set everything up, set your Amazon account up, you know, limited company or self-employed, whatever you want to be. Uh, doesn't take very long at all. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's literally just a guide. Um, it's more knowing how to go out and yeah. source the products, building, you know, what your business looks like from the public website, etc. Yeah. Um, is, you know, time consuming, probably a week, maybe a little bit more than a week if you have all the information up front. Um, but from there, the real time consuming thing is learning how to go out and source yeah. the products. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I'll say um, when people are like, oh, it takes too long, it's too much effort and things like that. The way I look at it is, obviously, you know, obviously I've been sourcing for a long time. I know how to do it. I have a sort of bit of a knack for it now. I can, you know, look at a product and think, mm, probably ain't going to work, might work, you know. Um, you can go out and, you know, spend a week, maybe find two products. Those two products are going to make you £250 a month each. So yeah. £500 a month, that's easily doable. Yeah, if you're putting the work in. Uh, that's six grand a year. So what's the average wage in the UK? Like 30K? Yeah, so something like that. How long would it take you to get a six grand pay rise in a normal job? 
it's a lot of work. It's a lot of yeah. hard work. It's a lot of effort. And Multiple it's a lot of, years, surely. And it's and it, yeah, literally. And it's that, like you said, I was going to say then. It's uh, probably a lot of factors that are out of your control. Exactly. You know, the business position and stuff exactly. like that. Whereas this, this is in your own hands. It's up to you. You know, you're like the master of your own destiny at that point. And like you could literally go out and find that much extra, you know, yearly profit. Obviously, you don't know whether those products yeah. are going to last that long, but that's why you're constantly sourcing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's no resale product you, that you found. But you've got one that's been going for over a year. Yeah. So that one you've not really touched. Nope. How much do you reckon you, you earn off that one? <sighs> well, that one's been going a bit crazy recently. I suppose it's a slightly seasonal product. Uh, the prices okay. have come down a bit recently, but I remember that that's the one also that I bought 4,000 of. Um, okay. Bought 4,000 of them. They cost me around £7 each. At the height of it, they were making about £3.50. Um, have you found with COVID, like, stuff has really switched up like it COVID some stuff has dropped some stuff's gone up it was an absolute blessing in disguise i would have another covid 10 times over <laughs> like the amount in of money way. you can yeah yeah and definitely in a non-selfish <laughs> way but the amount of money that you can make from supply and demand and things like that um so like during covid i was selling cake boxes yeah. so they're like um like white boxes they've got a sort of window in the top and there was one for six cupcakes that you put yeah, in there yeah. one for four one for twelve um and i I was seeing them just before covid was starting and i thought yeah like i could make like one or two pound on each one from the prices that i was getting so i dug down a little bit deeper um and it was on like the seventh page of google i found this supplier um and they were like yeah come to us with any quote and uh, we'll beat it by 10 percent." i was like that's a bit weird (laughs) never seen that before because it's usually like quite corporate you know what i mean trade account xyz literally just it was like sent. Did you, you think know, scam? Chris sent from my iPhone. I didn't particularly think scam. I just thought mm, seems a little bit odd to me. Are yeah. they going to be high quality and things like oh, that? Yeah. Because he had like a decent minimum order quantity. Um, so I was buying from uh, a different supplier before this and bringing them in. I was not selling many at all. It wasn't. It was just like a product that I'd found. It yeah. was making a few hundred quid uh, a month. But then, as COVID started coming around. Um, I can't remember where he's importing them from. Somewhere it was like a Turkey or something like that within Europe. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like China, but COVID started coming around. So um, uh, you remember him telling me he used to be bring a container over from Turkey. Yeah, yeah. it's like three, four k. Yeah, height of COVID, it was forty grand to bring the <laughs> container over. That was because of the Suez and stuff like that as well. Um, but it was just crazy. There was so much supply and demand, and these cake boxes. Obviously, everyone's at home. Yeah. Everyone's thinking, oh, right, what can I do? Um, let's bake. Let's, you know, take, I'm not going to take, um, you know, some cakes to my nan. You can take them in yeah. a box. Yeah. So many people, I know so many girls who opened like, um, bakery like little stuff. bakery businesses. Yeah. Everyone was doing it. They were hammering it. So, you know, I was looking on the software and it was just going like this. <laughs> like the daily sales were going insane, That's just insane. selling more and more and more. But also because I had that, really good supplier. I didn't even realize how good he was. He just had so many connects and different factories that he could order from. Uh, And he supplied a lot more um, sort of commercially. So he had huge back orders, like multiple hundred thousand pounds worth of back orders like each month for pallets and pallets and containers and containers of all cake related like raw material <laughs> yeah. products so like uh, like silver drums things like that that go on the bottom of wedding cake boxes mm-hmm. um, so he was really really well connected compared to everywhere else that you know had like better yeah. SEO and whatever um, and we were at the top of Google so it's a good thing I found him and with time I saw like the sellers there was less and less and less sellers on there 
Um, Do you think that's because he was selling out? Or? Yeah, because it was selling more and no one could really get as many yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and the price was going up. So I was thinking, yeah, I need, to, I need to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally like a gold I bet mine, it was unfolding um, like before your hands. Yeah, like it literally eyes. was. But at the time I was just thought, oh, it's just like selling a bit more. I didn't really realize yeah. until afterwards how insane it was. Um, so I went back to him. I was like, yeah, I need to buy more. I need to buy more. So I kept on getting more for me. He obviously had them in stock at his warehouse in the UK, bought like one or two more pallets, shifted them in a couple of days. Like the price was still going up. Went back to him. Um, this was like at the very, very start. The price was nowhere near what it got up to. Um, and said like, I need more. And he's like, yeah, yeah fine. Um, we're sort of changing it up a little bit more now because it's getting more expensive. We can't, it's taking much longer to bring them in. Yeah. There's huge back orders at the factories. He's like, um, I can do you a deal, things like that. But obviously you've got to buy a lot of pallets. Yeah. Um, so I remember at the time, he, I can't remember how many pallets it was. It would have been like, four or five pallets or something like that. Maybe a little bit less. And, and these was, are flat was, packs, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, these are flat packs. So they're like, the pallets, pallets nearly like a ton, like yeah. they're heavy. Um, and he, it was like five grand for five pallets. And he was like, I was like, yeah, no worries. Um, at the time, well, it wasn't, yeah, no worries. That's what I said to him, yeah. like, because I wanted yeah, to secure yeah, yeah. it. I remember going on this long walk at the time thinking like 5,000 pounds, like, that is <laughs> insane. I don't on know if I can boxes. do this. Like <laughs> literally you've got five grand sitting there in just paper. Literally. I'd never spent the most expensive thing apart from that was the car that I bought before that, my first car. And um, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I can, don't know if I can do it. Went back to him. I'd made my decision. I was like, I'm just going to do it. But what is there to yeah. lose? You know, I'll, I'll be able to make it back. Uh, and he was like, yeah, sound, uh, you know, send over the money, all of this. So I sent the money over. I was like, um, when are they, uh, when are they going to arrive? They're going to come soon. He was like, uh, two months, about two months. I was like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> it's like, this is a, it's a back order. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, again, me not knowing X, Y, Z, I didn't know enough about do you feel it. like that was a bit of a mistake on your part uh no but, could but have been. it could have i could have at least known yeah and then planned for it yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. more um i did manage to then get other cake boxes from other suppliers for a little bit more like but nowhere near as much as yeah. i was buying um and obviously this went on for a long time as well but eventually by the time they come in the price was sky high there was yeah. one or two other um fba sellers on there and i used to buy them for like five or six pound for a pack of 25 yeah and at the height of it i was selling them for 26 pound a pack obviously you've got um fba fees and things on there so like if you take one number away from the other you that's not the amount of money yeah. you're getting you've got mm -hmm. to pay tax and whatever as well um but i remember at the height of it i was buying um so many i went back to him as soon as i'd sold them i was yeah. like i need more so how um, fast did you sell them initially oh i can't remember those five pallets i used to get through a pallet in every two days like, it was insane at the height of it i was <laughs> i was selling um no it would have been more than that because i was selling i remember um you could fit something like 58 boxes or something i remember because i did so many pallets of them sending them off at new 58 boxes um and there was four packs of 25 in each box so it was like 200 ish something like that um mm -hmm. on a pallet and i remember i used to sell like 200 in a day so i used to clear a full pallet in a day so even before that order got to me I'd placed another one with him. Not yeah. as big. It was like two, three grand, something like that, because I'd seen the price had gone yeah. sky high. Again, another risk, probably shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously as soon as that as soon as I got the first order, the five grand order, and it went in and sold like that, I was like, right, I need more. Um and just kept buying, buying, yeah. buying, buying, buying. Um and in that month, I think I did it was about seventy nine K. 
Um, it would have been about 70 gram worth of cake boxes, 72, 73, something like that. The rest were just the miscellaneous products that Insane. I started with. Um, but obviously at the height when throughout that month, they were selling for about 25, 26 quid. Jesus. That would have been like a 40% profit yeah. margin on 79 grand. Insane to think of. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Imagine making like 70K on cake boxes. Yeah. Like In- it's absolutely ridiculous insane i bet the feeling when you was actually shifting like you know yeah. like pallets a, like a pallet well, a day or a pallet every was, two days I, I bet you was thinking like this is like oh like i'm bossing it right now but like yeah. literally i bet it was insane i bet it was an insane I, moment I, I didn't have a car at the time we, we can get onto that but i used to get my mum to drop yeah. me off every morning <laughs> and i'd you know have these pallets and i cut the pallets open label 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 be grafting all day and i, I had a storage unit at this point because obviously i knew how many were coming in um, and I was just grafting at it all mm. day, every single day. And I was thinking by the end of the month, like I've, I've never seen that much money. Obviously that's not how much <laughs> money comes to your bank and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But like that, you know, 79 grand in sales, like just refreshing the app, refreshing the <laughs> app. You're thinking like it's paper, like in selling That's paper. insane. Yeah. It's paper with a little bit of plastic on the top. It's, it's incredible. But that's wild. They're, they're way back down. You yeah. can't even make money on them. So, now, was that like the, would you think that's the fastest product you've ever, like you've ever had? Or uh, it's, not had the, it's not sellings? the fastest selling product I've ever had. Uh, I've had products before that I've sold, I've sold about 500 units in a day before of one product. Um, but that was just, a crazy day it would usually do 250 300 and just units a day, day. But it just you get like on notifications on your phone every time you get a sale it's not like shopify now oh, um, it would be good it would yeah. be good um but you just refresh the seller app uh, yeah. when i first started i was like bang yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every couple of minutes like yeah nothing else on yeah nothing else on and i know like, yes i've sold something <laughs> for like seven quid that i'm making 50p on when i first started um but what yeah was that, the, was, um, that was what was the first product uh yeah we were gonna get onto this so the first obviously when i first started um a lot of you may know this with amazon you have like a thing called private label so Mm -hmm. um i could bring in like this cup from china uh completely generic cup it's not a brand or anything like that trademark it in the uk and i'd call it jake's cup yeah yeah that way you know i'd make my own amazon listing have no reviews on anything like that i'd have to pay a ton of money for ads build it up, you know, get yeah. it on the first or second page on Amazon and before it starts, uh, you know, selling organically. Yeah. But that means I'm the only seller on there. No one else is allowed to sell on there because it's my brand. Yeah. And you can't, if, you, if you're selling, you know, a cup from China, you're not buying it from me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's counterfeit basically. But, I didn't even realize that was a thing at the start. Yeah. I didn't even know. Um, and obviously now they've they've heightened it even more recently, but that really can get you in like, yeah, a lot of trouble. Water. Uh, so when I was first doing it, it was it was around Christmas time, like coming up to Christmas time. Um, and I saw these like aprons. It was a it was a two pack of like aprons, um, like cooking aprons with um, one. I can't remember. They, they used to have like a Wonder Woman one. <laughs> Batman, um, yeah. like Mr. Incredible, whatever. There were there was two different ones yeah. that went together. I don't really know. Super uh, <laughs> superheroes and whatever. But um yeah. yeah, but I didn't realise that it was a private label listing. Yeah. So this guy, you type in apron, it, he's spending thousands a day. Like he was Insane. at the top of all yeah. the lists. No other sellers on there, and I thought, and he was selling for like twenty six quid, something something ridiculous. It, it, he pushed it right up yeah. um, towards Christmas because obviously people were buying them for like their parents or whatever as a yeah. joke to wear while they're cooking Christmas dinner. Um, but I remember it was around like eighteen, nineteen pound when I found it. So um, I was like, oh yeah, like 
have a look around, have a look around. I found this wholesaler in the UK that it looked like they were all like Chinese products. It was stuff It was stuff that you'd find on Alibaba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out they basically were a Chinese uh, company and you'd sort of order through them and they'd bring them in from China in like a week or so. It was just very fast shipping. So I, I found the exact same ones and yeah. brought them. Um, obviously, like it was under a completely different brand name and everything, but I packaged them up, put two in a ba- uh, two in a bag, put a label on it, sent off like a hundred, um, and they went in like two days. And I was buying them for ridiculous cheap, like five, six, seven pounds, something like that, selling them for like eighteen quid. And this is when I first started, so I'd never seen a product just mm-hmm. go bang like yeah, that yeah. before. Um, so I was like, man, I need to get more and more and more. And then I had a message like from another seller, and I thought. Ooh, weird like why would another i know that, that well, is it comes through as like a customer message yeah um and he was like it, it, it was that seller oh was my like god hounding me he was like you cannot sell on my listing this is the trademark this that and the other Shit. like you're gonna land yourself in the law i'll take you to court xyz and i was there like in my bedroom thinking <laughs> oh my god like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i don't want to do amazon <laughs> anymore like throwing myself over this um but then i was like uh thought well surely it's probably like quite a big company. Yeah. Probably going to be working nine till five. So I thought I'll, I'll close the listing for now. So we can't see my yeah. units on there or anything like that. I think I'll try. I'll open it at 7 p.m. Wow. When he's not. That's risky. Like, yeah, obviously ridiculous. <laughs> he just sent me basically like a court case yeah, by oh Amazon. Gosh. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. Um, so I open it at like 7 p.m. each night for like a couple of hours before I go to sleep yeah. and close it again. Um, and then he doesn't move his price yeah. down then either. So for the first couple of days, it worked just so I could clear the remaining stock I have. Obviously, me being me, first started no stock management, no stock control, I refreshed it. So I'd sold like 100 in two days. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'll have 500 more, <laughs> oh please. My God. Um, oh my so I had loads, geez. but, you know, selling them from, you know, 24 seven yeah was you know 50 sales a day or whatever but just selling them from 6 p.m oh. to 8 or 9 or 10 and hoping that he doesn't notice is I mean, you're getting a much smaller cut yeah um, you know so i eventually did manage to clear them but it got like hairy i had more messages off him oh uh, did you not and did you end up replying to him and stuff no, never, never <laughs> replied to him. too scared too scared um but like as time went on and I was putting it on at 6 p.m., he'd start like undercutting me, going a penny below, Shit. penny below. So we were like fighting. Whoa. And then I was like, oh, like, I don't even care at this point. I just left it on all day for the last few days and just kept yeah. going down and down and down. I didn't Jesus. even care. I just wanted that. I didn't care if they didn't make money. I just wanted the money back out. Um, so I had like a, it's called an IP claim, like an yeah. intellectual property claim on your account. Um, there's all sorts of different claims and things like that that you can get. But yeah, that was like, because I hadn't researched mm-hmm. and found out every single little thing because that's not something that you would instantly think of. Yeah. No I one think, would really know. I think that's a prime example of like why it's always good to, you know, get that information. And obviously with us, you know, running Crep Chief and our reselling platform yeah. and stuff like that, you know, we teach everyone all these basics. And one thing I've found is, and I've learned this myself, is, you know, when you learn, you can learn on your own. You can just go out there and learn on your own. Mm-hmm. But learning from somebody else is so much faster, yeah. probably like five, tenfold faster yeah, so. than learning yourself, especially when I was learning coding and stuff like that. You know, it, when I was learning on my own, it was so slow. But then if I found other people and they could help me, they would like provide instant answers you know and they would just like exactly. it might take me like one two it might take me a couple hours to figure something out but someone could just tell me the answer in one minute yeah. and then i know that for the future and but it's obviously always good to learn on your own and stuff but nowadays like, i guess it's the same mindset for you if you wanted to go out and learn to code or you know you needed to edit the website and you want to mm-hmm. learn how to do it i would always now 
pay for a course or mm-hmm. pay someone who's going to yeah. teach me to do it. Because ask someone who knows what they're doing. The time is Basically. so valuable nowadays with growing things and, you know, I need to be doing what I am good at, what I can't pay someone else to do. So now I would always do the same thing. 100%. And, in, in, and when you actually think about it, it makes total sense, right? Yeah. Because we all go to school, we all go to college and then we all go to university. We pay this fat money yeah. to learn from somebody else who's not actually teaching you. Well, obviously, you know, some things are teaching very specific skills, but like, you know, a lot of things in uni, you know, it's not very specific to actually getting a job. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, you can go and learn these courses, which are going to tell you directly how you're going to make money from, from someone it in return. who actually has done it. I always say this with like uni, like I've got mates who do business at uni. Oh yeah. Like, they've been taught by lecturers. Yeah. I suppose it's irrelevant what they're, you know, making a year and things like that. But like most of them have never had a business. Literally, they've yeah. gone to uni, studied Textbook business at business uni. And actual business is two different of things. Course, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's completely pointless. I mean, if, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I suppose, yeah, go and do business. It might help you a little bit, but it's not going to teach you how to go out and open your yeah. own business and be entrepreneur yeah. because these people have never done it themselves. So Literally. It's, it's such a, I feel like doing like your thing within a university, if, especially if you're doing business, having like a side hustle or some kind of thing on the side of business, yeah. like uni, it's just so key. It's ridiculously yeah. powerful. Learn twice as fast yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. faster. Yeah, 100%. And you know, the fact of you actually making money in the end, you know, that increases the rate at which you learn because your motivation starts to skyrocket. I yeah. imagine when you first started selling on Amazon, you was like, whew, I just need to find more products. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, up all night crazy. finding like products. Said, yeah. Literally, like you said. do that every night. Just stay yeah. up like ridiculous late and just work all day long. Literally. COVID was coming around and things like that. I was just sitting there thinking, oh, like, what else is there better to do? I've got no other options. I've dropped out of uni. Um, I was obviously working at Waitrose, but like at the time I was just trying to reduce my hours so I could put loads yeah. of time into this. And I just wanted to see a return. I just wanted to see something so quickly. So I had like proof of concept. Yeah. And then I was like, right. I'm going absolute ham on it, but 100%. it's a thing at the start. If you if you don't have all the information and things like that that I didn't, you've just got to keep trying, try, 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 yeah. try. You will fail. I mean, I've probably got ten other stories like those. Hundred percent. Um, you'll you'll always have stuff like that, but I'm I probably lost some money on those because I sold them so cheap yeah. at the end. But I don't mind because I've paid for that lesson yeah. and now I know exactly all about you know, claims and things yeah, like 100%. that. And I wouldn't make that mistake again. Literally, though, you'll so. never make that mistake again because obviously, haunt, not haunts you, but like, you'll be like, oh, yeah, like, that, was, yeah. that was not good. That it's, was not a good time. But that brings me on to my next question. So what do you think, following on from that, obviously you made these mistakes and these were your first products. You know, what was your first actual product that was legit and how did that go? There was like a proper sale. You could actually sell it on the listing and stuff like that. Um, that probably would have been the cake boxes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would have been the cake, but even then were slightly sketchy, I guess. Before then I'd done a few smaller products, smaller brands, things like that. Um, because at the start, it can be a little bit harder. You don't get accepted with some major brands and things like that. You're not back yeah. registered and things. So it can be a little bit slow at the start. Um, so I remember just doing like a few, like a couple of hundred pound a month profiters. Yeah. Um, and But it, obviously at the start, again, like the issue was just like the money. Do you know what I mean? I always needed more money to put yeah. in, especially with cake boxes. So it was always just work at Waitrose as much as I could, save up as much money as I mm-hmm. could to put in. Um, so was that all savings, yeah. the cake boxes, that five grand? Yeah, well, it was savings. Um, the, the way I started it is a bit of a funny story to be fair. Um Again, I used to like go out with mates and whatever after uni. I was in a bit of just a weird point, like didn't really know what to do. Was just starting Amazon, didn't know if it was going to work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Corsa uh, and was driving it one night and went round a roundabout, uh, super rainy and everything. And it literally just come from under me and just completely yeah. slid straight into the curb. Um, literally like wheels are coming off it. I'll Jesus. send you the photo if you want. Yeah. You can pop it <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> it's just me sitting on top of it. Like this. Uh, like Quality. So angry at the time. But then I was like, you know, I can't turn back time now. What can I do? Nah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I got home and it was like 4am in the morning. My dad come and pick me up and everything. Um, and I was like, oh God. Like, Not the phone call he wants to wear, is it? Nah, no way, no I way. I should have had my mum when I called and when I did it. Um, <laughs> I got home and I was thinking like, God, what am I going to do now? I'm going to have to pay for this to be repaired and X, Y, Z. And then I was like, hang on, like, if the car's written off, I don't have to go out and buy another car. I could just put it into Amazon. Oh, wow. (laughs) So obviously I had savings from Waitrose and stuff as well that I put in, but that was like the main bulk of cash that was like a proper cash injection. It's got something like four and a half Mm -hmm. grand or 5k, which was like incredible at the time. Uh, That flew straight in and I can't remember the timing, but that's probably what paid for that big gate box order. Uh, my poor old Corsa. Wow, but I suppose <laughs> I suppose at that point it's a bit of fate, you know. It's a bit of like literally like you know for that to happen, yeah. you'd be able to invest. And yeah. that brings me on to another question. So if you was gonna start like wholesale and stuff, like how much money do you actually think you need to start it? Like, yeah. So it completely depends, obviously, to come across cake boxes and be in a COVID situation yep. and things like that, when you need that much cash to buy stuff straight away, yeah. it's a very obscure situation. You probably won't see that again in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I always say to people who ask me like the more the merrier if you can start with a grand grand and a half two grand fantastic you're going to be able to you know it's not like you're deploying all that cash straight away either it's a slow process you're only buying you know as much as like two weeks worth of products or something like that you're never over risking so it's not just like you've got 2k you're going to put it into amazon it's gone like that um but bearing in mind if you want to start slower it depends what you want to scale it to as well and how fast you want it to scale the more money you can put in the faster you'll scale Mm. and you know you're going to get the cash out and then you can invest it again um but i've seen mates start with a couple of hundred quid no issues they're obviously going to start slower but you're you're still making a return you know you look for i look for uh products with you know no less than a 30 percent roi really so even even at a 30 percent roi you put uh, you know, two hundred quid in, you're gonna get sixty pound back out. So I mean, it's a it's a yeah. it's a good it's return on investment mm-hmm. if yeah. you yeah. you know you don't get that really That's from many other things when you 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 know those those products might go mm-hmm. in a couple of days. And that's your sixty quid, mate. Yeah. Takes a week or two to come back out from Amazon. And it's and it's a very similar thing with reselling as well. And it's like you know, once you actually start to surpass this like thirty to forty percent ROI margin it becomes non-sustainable. Yeah. Like, and, and even with reselling, even if you like look at PS5s and most products in, in CCN and stuff like that, you know, they're always around that 30 to 40% ROI yeah, margin. And yeah. if it's like 100% ROI, wow, you're laughing, you're really buzzing with that. But it's then what I always find that. is, they never last. They're a very yeah. like short lifespan period because yeah. the, re- catch yeah, the, the reward sorts. is so high on mm-hmm. them that people are just on it. Like they're just yeah. so on it. Like, yeah. you know, and it obviously gets saturated very quickly and stuff like that. But obviously that 30 to 5% ROI is, is amazing. You know, yeah, you, you just got to slowly build it up and up and up. Good. Obviously as you grow and you're doing like, you know, over 10K sales and things like that in a month, it's then requires like, a lot of cash yeah um with with you know lower rois and things like that but I, i've sold things at higher rois obviously like those cake boxes were a ridiculous like multiple hundred yeah. rois 
Um, so like whatever cash you put in, you're like <laughs> multiplying so many times. Um, but yeah, it completely depends. Like I agree with you. You you can find things that, you know, 100% ROI, over 100% ROI on Amazon. In my experience, they don't tend to last. They can be the slightly dodgier yeah. ones, which may be like those aprons and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, could be to do with supply and demand yeah. as well. If you have the right connections. I mean, there's a lot of products that I sell that are, you know, if I, I'm not going to say the name now because yeah. you're going to go out and sell them yourself. But like, if I told you the brand, you'd be like, wow, like, you how believe you, it. How you access that? Yeah. Um, but those, some of those um, are in just such a supply and demand, it's like shortages, like there was yeah. a paper shortage in the specific place where those cake boxes are made. 100%. There's the other week I used to, um, I used to sell these uh, like plastic clothing cover things. Yeah. Uh, and there was a plastic country. I can't remember the country that he brought them in from, uh, but there was like a plastic shortage. So again, supply issue, yeah. prices mm-hmm. went up, sellers went down. Um, so in that situation, then it's not particularly a dodgy product, but you, again, you can't get. Yeah that many in so although you've got these huge ROIs and you're making good money you, it's not amazing money because you can yeah. never get as many as you like I suppose you're looking for that like sweet spot yeah. between like you know limited supply and really yeah, high yeah, demand yeah. and yeah. all things like that and I well, suppose it does come I, around I try and take advantage of everything if I find if I look out for you know supply and demand you know look in the news things like that see where there are supply shortages yeah. of XYZ obviously COVID like everything's in short supply um, but then I do also take I take a 30% ROI product any day of the week yeah. At the same time, if you sort of diversify your portfolio Mm -hmm. as much as you can, like I don't just sell one category. It's not just like tableware. You know, I've sold like shoelaces, cling film, uh, skincare, like everything. It's (laughs) any pretty much any FBA store you look at, it will have like everything on there. These are the most unexpected things, stuff you wouldn't even know exist. Stuff that everyone has though as well. Yeah, so niche, like, you know, it could be like a certain bolt or something. I remember when I first started as well, this was another one. Um, you know, you have like the uh, the little key to take your yeah. SIM out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was another private label list. And I had messages about that as well. <laughs> um, but I didn't even know about Amazon yeah. fees and things like that at the start. Um, and um, I brought them for like quite expensive. Obviously, whoever's listening it was was buying them for pennies. But I brought them in the UK. He's probably buying them from China. Um, and he was sending them for like three pound. Um, but I was buying them for like two pound fifty. I was like, great, I'll make fifty you know, <laughs> p on this. The Amazon yeah. fees like one pound fifty or something. So I just yeah, lost money on all of those. Obviously, I is didn't it buy like that a minimum many, price you've got to sell? Oh, so like a back, minimum fee, yeah. Minimum price product before you start losing money. Um, yeah, you'd be able to work it out. I don't know the particular number. I tend to stay away from anything that low, anything less than a fiver, unless you're buying it for like pennies is quite hard to make money and i tend to the sweet spot for me seems to be around like eight to twenty pound that sort of area works quite well as you go any higher than that like 50 60 70 pounds you're you're not going to be buying them um for like you know 10 20 pounds it doesn't work like that um so the margins tend to get smaller Mm -hmm. um so Eight to twenty pound, twenty five pound. But bear in mind, I do sell stuff for like seventy quid as well. But yeah, yeah. and stuff for cheaper. But that tends to be the sort of sweet spot. That's not me saying yeah, just 100%. look at that sweet spot. But like that 
that seems to work Healthy, well yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. And I can well like it, you know, I mean it's economies of scale, you know, the more you buy the products, like if you wanted to buy like a product that let's say like you're gonna buy fifty pounds, you know, for you to buy an insane amount of them, you're gonna need a lot more money than you would yeah. for a product that's five pounds, and you obviously the economies of scale effect doesn't kick in yeah. until like you can really bump the numbers up um and stuff like that. But another point this brings me on to is like, you know, this is one of the most amazing things about Amazon and it's it comes back to this private label thing. You're selling so every, pretty much every product you sell is a UK brand and stuff like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's I only sell well some European brands, things yeah. like that. There is also generic listings, so they are pretty rare. You come across them, but it could be just like glass mm-hmm. cup. No brand, yeah. so you can find them from anywhere. Yeah. Um, but generally, it's just UK-based um, wholesale brands, things like that. Just, you know, things that you yeah. would find and, you know, people like yourselves who have not really touched Amazon that much before would, would recognize these brands. Mm-hmm. Um, they Obviously, they're really popular, so you don't need any advertising yeah. on there. They're, they're already products that sell yeah. without advertising. They sell organically. They've got good reviews. It's a household name. Um, and you know they're just gonna they're gonna sell really well. It's yeah. like like these like road. If obviously they're probably quite expensive. The, yeah. the profit margins be terrible on them. But if you typed in microphone, I've heard of road before. It's probably gonna yeah. be quite high up on 100%, the list. 100%. So it, it's 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 that sort of idea of selling brands and things like that. UK based, European based, well known things. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it makes it much easier. And that, my point was about it is, you know, you don't have to worry about marketing. It's a bit like sneaker no. reselling because, you know, Nike already market these shoes yeah, yeah. to the next level for you. You don't have to worry about that side of marketing. Obviously, you still can market stuff and you can do private label. You can make your own listings. But yeah. like I said, that's a whole another story. But like with this whole wholesale section, you're just taking advantage of these amazing companies these brands have made. You're buying them in and just chucking them on Amazon. And basically, you're just like bridging the gap. You're using your money to just fund it to go to Amazon where they're going to get amazing service they're going to get amazing returns exactly. amazing customer support ama- literally and that's how that's how it works it's it's such an amazing platform it's just like a it's just like an amazing eBay really yeah. for brand new stuff yeah 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 it, it is it's exactly the same. I think it's the most amazing company in the world people say to me like oh what happens if it dies out this that and the other but so where do you see the future of Amazon so um I think like like we were saying earlier, like Amazon, one of the biggest companies in the world. It's like an Apple, like a Windows. Do you think iPhone are going to go anywhere anytime soon? Exactly, I doubt yeah. it. Um, and like I was explaining, um, say, you know, people who are 70 year old, 79, 70 to 90 year olds are probably not using Amazon at the moment. So mm-hmm. sounds a bit morbid, but in 20 years time, all of those people who have gone and they're going to be replaced, you know, aren't they? 20 years worth of people who are at 18 to whatever age they're going to be at new people and they're all going to be using amazon so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their yeah. revenues are only going to keep going up more products are added to it every day like they they did a collaboration with morrison's the other day so you can now order you and morrison shopping like to your door via amazon yep. so is that on prime yeah 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 prime wow. yeah yeah so it's like fulfilled by amazon like fba basically yeah, essentially. um but they, they do so many things like that obviously got prime video xyz drones it's they'll just keep killing yeah. it and you know more and more people are going to be selling on there but also so many more products are added every single day um and 100%. it just becomes more and more popular. And, and one thing i think about it is there's actually who's amazon's competition the general other general stores there's nobody who's like yeah. it's not like apple and like you know apple like ios and android it's not like there's these like two competitions that are side by side you're both doing the same thing 
there is nobody who's actually no. competing with Amazon on that level and of like the, no the service. Now, yeah, yeah, and that's what I was about to say is, you know, the amount of things that you need to do, the barriers to entry for somebody to start their own Amazon is fucking insane. Yeah, like yeah, the, the warehouses, like the full prime, like you were talking about this, and we didn't know this the other day, and I think this is a cool little thing to touch on, and you are talking about Australian full prime that's coming out and stuff like that. Yeah, so like there's obviously opportunities with different countries and things like that, like America, um, you know, that their Amazon, uh, like uh, monthly revenues are like 10, 15 times as big as the UK obviously they've got more people yeah. um, but Australia is so um, you know sparse uh, they're building fulfillment centers at the minute yep. all around because obviously in the UK say I send something to the Birmingham fulfillment center they'll then mm-hmm. spread that out all across the UK so everyone can get prime yep. for that product next day same day um, but in Australia it's, it's a nightmare they don't yeah. have as many people but because it's so far to get to all the different stores and things like that yeah. When when all the fulfillment centers are complete and you can get next day and same day prime because at the minute shipping times like a week to just no one uses it it's yeah. pointless um, it will be insane like Australia Amazon will be incredible I've got a mate whose dad lives in Australia and he's going to move over there literally just to do Australian Amazon so I mean again it's a risk you don't know it might not pay off but yeah yeah, yeah but, but I can see it being incredible and like you're saying you know when full prime in the UK came out just blew yeah, up yeah 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 I wish I was in the game when full prime in the UK. Well, just when Amazon in general came out. Yeah, again, like we said earlier, always look out for things that are coming round and have a go at them because I bet Amazon wasn't that big back in the day. People didn't really think anything of it, but have a go at it. Neither of us would be sitting here now if we were doing Amazon from the start. You'd be laughing. It's crazy how like the actual fact of like, you know, next day delivery makes such like a massive fact on it. And that's like the USP really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't be bothered to wait like a couple of days. If if I'm going to buy something online, it will be something that I need or want straight away. It's like like printer ink or something like that. We're talking about You don't really go browsing the web now for stuff to buy, do you? Exactly. No, you don't. No one really shops that much unless you're going out because you need something. It's more like you need it now. Um, And that's what Amazon is for, like stuff that you need ASAP. Um, obviously they do have like the shopping and things on there now but some of the products are so niche they've all actually got uses it's not just like oh t-shirt it's got a nice logo on yeah. it. it's like this nut and bolt for this particular yeah. car or you know there's oh, like this said, particular tool cake or boxes for my cakes exactly like, what, why, who's going to go browsing and think oh yeah ooh, those cake boxes <laughs> like you're no going to go out yeah. and buy it it's like we ordered ink the other week and it came within the same day yeah Exactly, it's, it's no insane. one's offering that. It's insane, it's yeah, and they, they deliver up to ten p.m. as well. So, yeah. like, I think some things you can order, you know, one, two, three p.m. And I've had stuff come like three, four hours later, especially being like city center and things yeah. like that. You can make it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so when you started FBA, obviously you was quite young. Yeah. And you invested quite a lot of money into it. Uh-huh. What, what, what was your parents' thoughts on that? Um, well, they hated when I, well, they didn't hate, but like they advised against me dropping out of uni. They've always sort of let me do what I want to do, but obviously. For you, was it like uni or FBA? So you thought I'm going to just. Yeah. Well, not even that. It was just like, I didn't want to do uni anymore. I'm sick of it. It just, it wasn't my vibe anymore. Um, and I was just like, I will just make it work. That's always been my mindset. Whatever it is, I'll keep working no matter Mm. how hard, whether it's with Amazon. If Amazon didn't work, I'll go on to the next thing and I would make it work. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't, then you know, I failed, but like I would yeah. always make it work. So they were obviously supportive and things like that, but like it wasn't, they didn't particularly like it. Obviously now that they've seen, you know, the returns that I've done from Amazon and things like that. Again, at the start, are they, they up to date on what's happening? Yeah. 
<laughs> they don't yeah. like so that's every parent no like credit card bills and things like that that come through every probably wouldn't month. sleep at night um, either yeah exactly yeah so but obviously they're supportive of it now they just i just get on with it really um that's but, but at the start they were interested in it didn't really understand it we thought you know didn't think it was a scam but you know parents they well, hate they anything that's like new don't they money online yeah yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. i remember um when i was like buying some of the courses at, my, at the start and like just spending so long just looking on youtube and things like that my mom was just like why why are you you know wasting all this time and things like that i'm like yeah don't worry about me just give me some time <laughs> yeah. we'll see what happens look then. at you now isn't well, it, to be fair. yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. and, and what so like over the last like 12 months and stuff like what kind of figures have you been working with what have you like actually managed to take it like you know when did you actually start two years ago didn't you yeah. and like what are you at now well, in these two coming years? up to two years i think it was october-ish that i started mm-hmm. maybe a little bit probably well i did, was doing all the research before that so probably coming up, yeah. up to about two years now but so like now after these two years like what are your figures at today like you know just for people out there who want like a taste of you know where you can actually take it within two years time providing that you've learned everything yourself basically and you know you've made a lot of mistakes and you've learned the slower way yeah you know where are you at now and like so things like that within those two years i've now done well over seven figures on amazon so over a million quid in sales yeah. um you know don't want to know exactly how much but what you know over six figures mm-hmm. profit yearly now yeah um so the 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 level that you can scale it to really is serious um yeah. like in may may was probably one of the biggest months uh, i think it was a hundred thirty thousand pound in sales uh and about 23 grand in profit yeah um, not the best margin but that was because i was clearing out a yeah. lot of stock at the same time at break even mm-hmm. just literally getting the cash yeah. back out so that's why obviously the sales were a lot higher um that was like six and a half thousand units in a month so 23 <laughs> grand in a month is like insane that's you know what people Oh, on when they yeah. come out of uni after a couple of years so like Literally. doing it in a month is crazy but that's not something that will come overnight obviously no. it is a hell of a lot of yeah. work and i've been you know full time at it for a long time now um but yeah it's it's completely scalable um there's no reason why you can't build it much higher than that and bringing people to do yeah. your sourcing bringing people to do your packing and things that's like what you're that. doing now isn't it because yes you're scaling as fast as possible yeah, so. yeah 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 it's it's definitely all about scaling um i pay a lot of my uni mates and things like that just get them in um they're grateful of the money um yeah. they can do the packing the other day i dropped two of them off at like five in the morning uh, not five in the morning <laughs> nine in the morning and picked them up at five at night told yeah. them what to do before they got there dropped them off i go home carry on doing the sourcing things like that going out finding products which is what i should be spending yep. my time doing yeah, yeah. Uh, and then i come back i've you know give them 100 quid or whatever but they've they've packed like four thousand products that you know two pound profit per unit yeah. on each product is like eight grand <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Obviously, not all products are like that. Sometimes it takes yeah, yeah. longer to pack a product. Sometimes it's, it's just a label. Yeah. Sometimes it's grab three, put it in a bag. They fit awkwardly mm. in a box. But yeah, yeah. it's it, you know it's just not wasting your time with things like that, and you know learning to scale upwards really. And what are the next steps for you then in terms of like scaling yours? Building, like building more of a team, uh, building that out, um, teaching people how to source to a really mm-hmm. high level um, so I can do that less and more. Focus on other things alongside running the company yeah. um, and then just, just building from there, really. You know, proof of concept of those people coming in and sourcing products. You can have them on commission and things like that. Um, and just, just build it up and bring in more products uh, and just make more cash. Mm-hmm. 
Very, very, very interesting. And I suppose at the end of the day, that's like your actual bottleneck at the moment is actually time you know yeah how much sourcing can you do in a day you know exactly. if i bet you wish you could just duplicate yourself and just have yourself oh, like running yeah. away all God, day yeah 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 i wish i could duplicate myself <laughs> yeah, that'd be the best thing <laughs> it's, it's not that bad, easy isn't it but yeah 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 definitely because as as things go on um obviously you've got this credit card that credit card you know you're speaking to banks you're speaking to so many different suppliers your accountant xyz it, it, as as you scale and do doing more and more and more each month it takes away your time because you've got yeah. to run things. Yeah. Um, your days get took up with meetings rather than Yeah, actually. exactly, exactly. There's um, there's a lot more to pack. There's new opportunities coming around all the time um, that you sort of, you know, pursuing alongside Amazon. Yeah. Um, so your, your time that you spend sourcing goes down and down and down, yeah. which is like a nightmare because that is, you know, what ticks the needle what makes forward. The money, yeah. Me going over my accounts with um, my accountant or, you know, talking to XYZ isn't ticking the needle yeah. forward. It's not making me any more money. It just has to be done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just building a team. I think um, it gets easier though over time. A hundred percent. It goes yeah. just up time and down and then it levels yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you see yourself then in the next like 10, 15 years? <sighs> it's a hard question. That's a long time considering mm-hmm. it's gone like this in two years. Um, I would like to still be doing Amazon just on a huge scale. Yeah. Um, I can't huge see huge warehouse. Huge yeah, team. huge warehouse. Yeah, huge team, and just be a boss. Like just help everyone out, you know. But like, bring other people with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, employees that start at the bottom with sourcing, packing things like that. Bring them up with me. Hundred percent. So many other different business ventures in the pipeline and things like that, and just working with you know people in my network and just just building fingers in every single possible pie I can yeah. get my fingers in really and you know, just be, you know, more financially free than I am now, I guess it's a cringe word, isn't it? But um, yeah, just live life, I guess, stay happy yeah. and keep enjoying myself. Literally, yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is, you know, it's about doing what makes you happy, keeping yourself, you know, for people out there, I think, you know, the most important part of business and the most ultimately determining factor is if how happy are you to work up every day and work really hard for your job exactly. if you don't want if you, you know if you're lying in bed in the morning thinking oh for fuck's sake i've got to go to work now obviously there might be periods in your business career where you might think that for a brief period oh, yeah. where things are really tough way worse you have way harder times than if you're in a hundred percent and you know yeah. we've all been there and that's the way i think with business is it's like and it's actually i seen reese rubara put it up the other day and like it's like a graph of how your business goes and it's just like yeah up down up down all the time and it's like then you know, have mega down mega yeah. down and you're yeah, like oh my god yeah <laughs> you know, like thinking this is amazing but, but i think that will be for life you're no matter what business yeah. you're doing you're always gonna have those ups and downs yeah. but it's all part of the game i love it i love yeah. building i wake up every day and i think like yeah it's fantastic like look at my life you know if i don't want to do any work today products are still going to sell i'm yeah. still going to be making money you know i could sit there and you know bring in like a thousand pound in profit a day if i've got everything in selling well and it's the hype period and you know happiness and financial freedom i could freedom. be sitting in the pub all day do you know what i mean yeah. and it's still making money amazon are shipping off the products for me that's another thing with fba if you didn't know i pack them all put labels on them send them to amazon yeah. and then each time there's an order amazon will you know pick pack and ship them off yeah. um so it's like I, I can go on holiday for a week if i want i can take my computer with me obviously i need to be in the warehouse here and there but yeah, yeah. it's it's just freedom. it's an amazing yeah. yeah it's an amazing it's like i said it's an amazing model. huddle like it's like amazing hustle like you said you know you, 
fill your pallet up with XYZ products on there, yeah. ship it up, you package it up, send it off to Amazon. They do the bulk of the work. They sort it out. They make yeah. sure it gets there the next day. You don't have to worry about going to the post office or not turning up. All you, you don't even have to worry about marking it. All you have to worry about is finding an amazing brand who makes an amazing product exactly. and then selling their that's stuff the, on that's Amazon. That's definitely the hardest part. Yeah, obviously at the start and things like that, you don't need the pallet, you don't need the storage unit. You can just do it from yeah. your kitchen. Like, I'll send you the photo. You can throw the photo up of my kitchen when I first started and it's just full of boxes, UPS. <laughs> and they literally sent a UPS van just to me because I'd requested the collection for that many oh parcels God. in that day. Like, my kitchen is just full of these boxes. <laughs> um, and the driver, you should have seen the driver's face. I had to help him like carry them all the way up my drive and in the back of the van, up the drive up the van. And it's like 40 boxes or something ridiculous like that. Um, and at that point I was like, yeah, I need a storage unit at this point. I like and, it. Uh, start sending on pallets. But yeah, it's sick. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Um, so I think that pretty much concludes it. I'm sure we could cool. probably do another podcast another time. And I'm sure we probably will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, all definitely. stuff like that. It's been amazing chatting with you, Jake. Thank you for coming cool. on the podcast. Appreciate it. And I think, mate. you know, everyone, we'll see everyone very soon. And um, yeah, thank you for coming on, Jake. It's been a pleasure. It's been a cool. pleasure talking to you. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure coming on. I appreciate it. We've had a good chat. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers. Lovely. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Can't say